come back Your dreams were your ticket I Welcome back To that same old place That you laughed about Well the names have all changed Welcome back folks It is Couch Gas 26 now I am Master Torgo Dr. Larg The famous Paul What? He's Jeff Ooh, We got a Paul back, back. Paul's back. He's been on a boat, and now he's here. Yay. How was your time on the boat, Paul? It's been really fun. I've got a really wonderful cast, and they're all very funny people, and I'm having a good time entertaining the lovely visitors of the Norwegian Star. Oh, Beautiful. now that you've played proper lip service, what's the real skinny? No, it's really, really, <laughs> it really is fun, man. No, I've, good, I've been on a, a Norwegian gig. cruise line, and it's actually pretty damn cool. It's a good gig. If I could, uh, you know, keep doing it and still live here, it'd be sweet. Uh, what did you do for Halloween? <laughs> what did I do for Halloween? Oh, I uh, there was a boat party, and I dressed up like Ghostbuster, sort of. Not really. Like a sort of Ghostbuster? Uh, or you dressed I up as my... Slimer, didn't you? No, I just <laughs> ate went... all the hot dogs. <laughs> I did eat a lot of chicken that night. Um, but that was it. Just dressed, put on my Ghostbusters t-shirt and hung out. You were a Nothing spook big. duster. Oh, uh, then we went. I did go and see Rocky Horror on Friday night. Fun in the big theater, and there were only six of us there. <laughs> what? Okay, okay yeah. maybe not so fun. It, well, it was really still pretty fun. Uh, we all had a good time. It was just very lightly attended. Huh. I don't think people knew what it was. <laughs> I don't four, think, four I don't of think you Rocky didn't? Horror is that big in the Philippines, but maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe it's just me, but I only see young people on cruise lines in the commercials. Uh, well, I mean, this was for the crew, so it was just, you oh, know. Oh, okay. You know. uh, maybe that's And it depends on the cruise, too. They have a lot of karaoke, true. all the Filipino people on the cruise. There was a lot of karaoke. There's always a lot of karaoke going on. You know, on. did they have, like, a little karaoke contest for the passengers and such? They do. They have yeah. all that, and uh, we sometimes guest judge on some of those things. Nice. What's really fun is there are these really bad Laserdisc videos that they oh. have with the old oh, yeah. systems. I know, know that. Okay, there's this... There's this one that Peter, one of our castmates, he's been using this thing for years. Uh, and it's uh, you should try and look it up on the line. I don't know if you can even find it. But the the accompanying video for Reunited, and it feels so good, that song, you know? Oh, no. It's, it's all about this guy dressed up like Spider-Man saving this girl from a kidnapper. Uh, it's the craziest thing. So Peter boots that up and sings it as Ryu Spidey'd. And it's really, really Reuse funny. Reuse And it's so funny. That, and he's, you know, describing the stuff that's going on on the screen. Oh, it's no. really goofball, but it's very, very funny. They had a karaoke thing on the cruise that I went, and it was Norwegian. And you could not get me drunk enough to do that. It was, <laughs> and I tried, believe me. But you it, know what? Torgo remembers when Rock was young. Me and Susie, we had so, so much, much fun. fun. Oh, <laughs> I saw this video. There's a video. Man, it exists was only... that a cruise as well? It was. It oh, was a cruise. So tell, uh, tell people about it. Uh, no, I don't want to. I will. <laughs> he had to dress up like Elton John. How appropriate. I did a fine job as Elton. Show. Yeah, you did. I really you did. did. Oh, but you, you but I really enough. but I really liked Fat Elvis. He was great. Fat Elvis. Was Fat old good. Elvis. Yeah. He was the winner in my book. <laughs> Today's ugly couch show, Couchcast, is brought to you by whiskey. Big surprise. <laughs> Both of you having a good time on the whiskey. Oh, it's so good. Lafroig. Lafroig, yes. Uh, made in the Isle of Drunks. It's strong the Isle of smelling Islay. stuff. Mm-hmm. It smells like 
menthol. It smells like it smells Clears like your sinus. It smells like camphophonique is what it smells like. That's what I remember. It's so smoky. You don't know. He's he's drinking camphophonique is what I know. Well, this last weekend in Las Vegas was the Fangoria Trinity of Terrors, which we talked about on this cast. Oh, and I didn't get to go. How was it? Hey, well, you know what? It was. It's one of those things that's great, and I'll probably never see it again here in Las Vegas. Oh, why not? Well, like most... Don't tell uh, me it was lightly attended. It was lightly attended, at least as far as I could see. I mean, when you're going to the Bruce Campbell uh, Q&A and there's 30 people in the room, you know it's lightly attended. And the only thing he's going against is a horror western in the other room. Were you able to record any of this? or No, I I went for fun because, uh, you know, for Comic-Con, you know, I didn't really get to enjoy it. So this time I was like, this one I'm going to just enjoy. Now I'm going to write up a full blog and I'm going to review all the movies that I saw. Because a lot of these films, there was nothing really to take pictures of. Bruce Campbell. There's nothing big and viewful. I mean, if you go to the Q&As, but they were all in theaters. At the Brennan Theater. Yeah. And so it was dark. I mean, they tried to add lights on there, but if I had t- taken pictures with my camera, you would have seen a shadow. Yeah. If, if they do it again, we, we've talked about getting press access. But, sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I talked to Greg and Lynn about it, and they, uh, they said that it was had such potential, and they're afraid that it's not going to come back. Yeah. Because, I mean, they, they think it will get one more shot, just from the people they talk to. But, cool. But... Yeah, that just it just really wasn't well advertised. They it only wasn't. found out about yeah. it by they drove by the palms and saw the sign and they're like, Oh, what weekend And is by that? the second day that sign was gone. So it was Saturday and Sunday. What? You didn't even uh, have the Aww. sign out front because they'd already changed it for whatever the palms was going to be. Well do maybe next. they just yeah. wanted to try this, not spend a lot of money on it, just to see well, how it would be, how it would work and it would regardless of the turnout. But I will say this, as far as the people that were there got a big treat for going in this inaugural because it was sparsely attended and there were horror actors in that place wall to wall. I mean, aside from the ones we mentioned before, I mean, you know, um, Ken Forey was there, Tony Todd, uh, Laura, uh, Ashley Lauren. Tony Todd, dude's awesome. Um, and these, but since there were very few people there, you know, they charge 20 bucks for their autograph and with a photo or a picture or whatever. Well, 20 is the standard. 20 is the much. standard. But because there are so few people there, you got FaceTime with these people. I mean, they did an autograph and they were doing nothing else. So they just jawed with you for as long as you wanted because no one else was stepping up to talk to them. They were just talking to each other. I had Malcolm McDowell shouting across to the girl that played Laurie Strode in the last two Halloween films. And they were just going back and forth. I'm just <laughs> listening to them banter. And that's what it was, all these actors talking to themselves in this large room. Wow. Wow. People that have worked with each other for years in some cases. And the Q&As were, they were just, if you had a question, you had a chance to answer. It wasn't like Comic-Con where the line started the moment the thing started and you're not going to get your question answered. You just kind of like raise your hand. If you had a question, it was going to get answered. Nice. And you just raise your hand and you say, yeah, you, how about you? It was real, real intimate. And the movies, I mean, it was a film festival in its truest sense. There were, these were movies that don't even have distributors yet. Some don't deserve them. Some certainly do. And I can't wait to give you the review for Bitch Slap. But (laughs) but no, it was a great time. Cheers to everybody who attended because, uh, wow, what fun. If there's only one kind of uh, disappointment, well, okay, two disappointments. One, Charlie Band canceled, who I really wanted to have some FaceTime with because I love Full Moon. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he, that means he didn't bring his damn puppets. And two, 
the uh, dealer area was so small. And it was just plain hampered by uh, by space. Palms now, just doesn't have a large you, ballroom area. Was it as big as the dealer room for the old Union Plaza Star Trek convention? I never went to that one, so oh. I couldn't tell you. But well, I, I mean, imagine it's bigger than that. How big was that. the dealer room? You think it was just like a like a tiny what twenty by ten room? Or? No, it was, it was larger than that. But it just seemed because well, I've been to so many... sparsely populated in general. I mean, I will uh, say half the dealer room was actors. Well, I've been to many a Star Trek convention, yeah. and I've seen some small dealer rooms before, but they can be fun as long as they're jam-packed with, A, people, and B, good stuff to, to look at and buy. And there was, I was a little saddened because the dealer room was actually split up, the main large one where all the actors were, and then they had like two smaller ones that are way down this hallway huh. that a lot of people didn't even realize was there, at least on the first day. And oh, this was you where, gotta have it all together. And this is where... Um, <laughs> X-Seed is showing their Zhuan Interactive Haunted House Simulator for the Wii. I mean, there's some big people. This is where uh, Charlie Band was supposed to be. Uh, actors, the uh, lead actress from I Spit on Your Grave was there. Oh, <laughs> Holy wow. crap! Yeah, I mean, this uh, sp- the actress from Spider Baby. I mean, it went hardcore back into some classic shit. It was great. Awesome. You, were, you had a, an interesting story this, this afternoon. About your experience there. Oh, oh yeah. The, oh, we, okay, I had a nice. We had a great Q and A with uh, Bruce Campbell, as I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bruce Campbell, I, you know, asked. I asked him a question about uh, acting in Western. I'm sorry, Eastern Europe. And then he's like, "Oh, you're an actor." And then I went on to go tell him about the Ugly Couch Show, and we talked about the, this show for about eight minutes in front of the audience of great thirty. That's you know, hey, so. dude, it's good. Good, but it was great. Only they could have it at Comic Con. And and did you have some cards to hand out? He actually seemed seemed impressed. Yeah, I had cards and so on. But what was great is that later on that evening, he came to my workplace, and I was able to buy him a drink. Nice. And so that's that was really did the get tip. A card in his hand? Great. Bruce Campbell is the man. Oh yeah, of course. We all love Bruce Campbell here mm-hmm. and all his work. Always and for been. some reason. Uh, one of my favorite things he's ever done, Bubba Hotep. You're like, oh yeah, I have that. I don't, I haven't seen it yet though. Seen it? How life. do you own it and have oh, not no. seen it? I mean, it's pretty funny. I, I like Bruce Campbell. It's the story of my life. I think it's pretty just, funny. Bubba Hotep is just okay. Bubba Hotep was okay. Really like Bruce Campbell in Bubba Hotep was genius. Well, yeah, funny. freaking genius. Genius. I hear he does a great Elvis. Pretty funny movie. And and the story behind it is is funny. Yeah, the movie, the writing itself, but him, awesome. The Elvis lookalike that takes over, and then the real Elvis gets thrown in you know and, and there's a mummy yeah <laughs> <laughs> and there's a mummy but yeah these things get buried in las vegas uh the las vegas comic-con years back this tr- the trinity of terrors these are actually good things that we'd like to see more in las vegas we talk about bringing comic-con to las vegas all the time but without the advertising behind it to go above everybody else's advertising, it just gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah, yeah. it really does. Well, you know... Because this, this town is based on advertising dollars. Fangoria, if you're listening, talk to us. We'd love to help you out next time around. Please, and, and again, thanks for coming to Las Vegas. I loved what you did. I had a great time all the way through it. Cool, cool, cool. So what's right. in the news, yeah, man? Well, you know, before, before, you know, the... Uh, <laughs> before the news. Ah, here we go, you rotten bastard. What is this? Everybody gets to list... This is... Oh, what's that? Oh, did oh, you hear oh. something? Oh, I thought I heard something. Oh, I heard something scratching in the background. <gasps> that was a ghost. I think it was a ghost. Oh, that was just creepy. A little, little giggle. You hear that? Yeah, this I'm holding in my hand is called the Evil Tron. I hate you. This Deb is, hates you. This is a microchip attached to a speaker. It's a little... It's a little smaller than a fifty cent piece, and a little and uh, oh, as thick as four of them. Awesome! How and many are there? You is this one. You hide this. Yeah, you hide that speaker in somewhere. someone's home 
or workplace or wherever. It has a little magnet attached, so you can actually attach it to something, and and it's un- imperceptible where this where thing is, is. Coming from? because the sounds that come out of it are so quick, you don't have time to catch where yeah. they're coming from. So over last week, you know, Barry and I have been having this regular game week, and I mother. Fucker. I hid this first in his bathroom. <laughs> Son of a bitch. For, for a week, and then I moved it to a more conspicuous place in the hallway. <laughs> and, uh, Behind well, one well, of the paintings well, in my freaking hall. Well, and, I'll, I'll let Barry take over this and, one. Like, okay, so I've been hearing little creaks and things, and he even mentioned, even mentioned in the last couch cast, you fucking prick. He's like, man, you are so sensitive to sound. You're always hearing little things. Now I understand where that comes from. You dirty, rotten bastard. So, like, all this last week, I'll I'll hear little creaks and things every so often, but, you know, it's like, oh, it's the house settling. Oh, it's something on the TV or whatever. Then my girlfriend comes out from using the the second bathroom and says, I swear to God, I heard someone whisper, hey, can you hear me? And now she believes in ghosts and shit like that. Now, you know me, I'm a skeptic, I don't believe in any of that crap, but she does, and so she's freaked the fuck out. She's ready to call Ghostbusters. She's ready to have Dan Aykroyd bust down the door with the spectrometer. And I'm like, easy, it's probably just, you know, it's nothing. And since he first hit it in the bathroom, we don't often use that bathroom, it was hard to hear. So then... Bitch motherfucker moves it to like one behind my like my painting, my canvas dune thing. And so now I'm hearing it because I'm home all day. I'm a freelance uh, web designer and I hear it. I didn't have music on. And I hear a click, a beep. Every so often I hear a meh. And then I, I heard that, hey, can you hear me? I was like, oh. Someone someone put something in my house. <laughs> Something's either running out of batteries. So I check the batteries on the little remote control Dalek that talks. I'm di- I tear apart the fucking bathroom. See, this is okay. I just want I, before I want to go back to the night before. Oh, I'll, I'll tell him. I'll tell him because because I've hidden because I've already hidden this thing. All right, and I hear it going off. I and so I know when it's going off, and I'm I don't know what they're catching. Although I'm rebuilding my character for D and D for leveling up, yay geek! But and from the other room, I hear Deb go, "Barry, did you turn off the Dalek?" Because I heard the thing go off, and then her say that I was like, "Okay, it's working fine. Well, this will be like, just after, fine." After he moved it, he came home and he goes, "I moved it." And I know it's going to drive Barry crazy because he's going to think one of his toys is malfunctioning. <laughs> and now exactly that you said I that, I was like, you had it, you had it dead on. You were like, dead what right. Are those Star Wars things that Paul gave me are those turned on or something? What's the <laughs> hell of the deal? And then she had mentioned it to me that it was in the bathroom. And then I, I call her today at her work. I'm like, okay, something's fucking up here. Someone did something. I bet it's fucking Bristow. I bet it's Todd who did something. I want to kill him. Where is She's like, well, it's got to be in the bathroom. I tear that bathroom <laughs> apart. I'm under the sink with the flashlight. I'm like, where is oh, it? I know it. this thing. I've seen it on... I, I, I know where to buy these. I'm, I'm up on top of the... Ba- I took the toilet, the, the toilet apart looking in there. Because you spent some time in there. Oh, I thought God. maybe you weren't taking a shit. I wasn't. Maybe I was I was dealing with that thing, trying to make sure it was on and it was still working. Uh, that's what took How you much, so long. Where did you get that thing? Oh, I'll get into that. Oh he God. got it from Think Geek. That bastard. And then, like, I, I go into the other, to, a, to like, I have, like, this spare room, like a library, and he's got this little remote control Dalek. I open the Dalek. I open everything. <laughs> I go through all the books. I'm like, where is it? And then I sat still in the hallway. I'm like, all right, Deb, I got to go. Because it's been like it's been like three or four or five minutes since I've heard it. 
think it's on a timer. Hang on. And I sat absolutely still. <laughs> I didn't fucking move a muscle. And then the phone fucking rings! <laughs> and it's a client, and I gotta take it. And what do I hear in the other room? Hey, can you hear it? It's like, ooh, ooh, I don't know to go. And then, and then I call him like, so, Todd, uh, last time you were here, did you happen to leave anything in my house? He's like, well, whatever do you mean, sir? And I'm like, I fucking knew it was you. I knew it was you because you have that sense of humor. You do it's on. It's on, motherfucker. It's on now. But and, then he, and then he texts me. He's like, the spice is the way. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, it's got to be somewhere in my dune stuff. And sure enough, there it is. And my girlfriend is pissed. <laughs> because she believes in ghosts and stuff, you know? So know she it. thinks, maybe this house is haunted. <laughs> it's, this, thing, I've, this has been in this house at this point for over a week. And the first place was very subtle. She's in the going, bathroom. just so you know, she's going to punch you. I, I, possibly in the mouth. I know, I'm, I'm getting ready to guard. But you know what, Barry? That's not even remotely as bad as what he did to me. What? Oh, let's see. <laughs> oh, I know this. He told you? I, okay, right. okay, okay. For, 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 the, for the listening audience here. <laughs> and for Paul, because. I, I've been working the new job, long eight-hour days, and it's usually about ten hours from the time I left the house till the time I get home now because travel time and That's whatnot. Hilarious. So, I'm tired. I'm worn out. Had a rough day at work. I walk in the door. I've got to use the bathroom really bad. I mean, like, i got to take a shit. So, I'm coming in the house with some sense of urgency. <laughs> I go into my bedroom, go into my bathroom, and I'm like... I don't, and and of course it's it's dusk, so it's it's slightly dark in the house yeah. already, but just a hint of light filtering <laughs> through. I get into my bathroom like because my the, there's a door to the bathroom itself, and then there's a door to the area where the toilet is. So I'm like I don't remember the door being closed, and I push it open slightly because I'm in a I'm in a hurry, and I go to reach for the light, and I just see this barely perceptible face. And eyes staring at me, and I'm like, da! <laughs> he had put a fucking mannequin on my <laughs> toilet, and the thing is facing me. Ah, a full mannequin? It's it's a it's a full torso mannequin. Ooh, Listen, it is a fucked up female mannequin, torso <laughs> up, no arms. Something somebody had ripped the back of the head off, so it's yeah. just a face on yeah. a neck. <laughs> And it looks so wrong. Creepy. But it was just, I mean, it, it was dark enough, and yeah. I'm reaching for the light switch, so it's before I hit the light switch to see it. And you can just make out the shape yeah, of the body. And, you just, and, and all you see, and it's at the right level that the eyes <laughs> are, like, locked onto me. It was so perfect. Anyway. Were you home to hear him freak? No, I was at work. Oh. I was, I was at work to get the text. Well, the, the, the beauty of it is I still had to pick this thing up off of my toilet, take it out of my bathroom so that I can use it. Yeah. After, so, he, so I'm already like prairie really dogging at this at point, point, and I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna kill him. So yeah, I got done, and I texted him. I said, oh, it's on now, motherfucker. You know, the Klingons have a saying: yep. "It's better." Revenge is a dish best served, best cold. served cold. Yeah, yep. indeed. That's why we're drinking this guy. <laughs> yes. And then from his room, he heard, "Hey, can you hear me?" <laughs> is that in there too? Yeah, I you put know one of those he in his room. He had planted one of those, but it didn't freak me out because I had the doors open in the in the house. I had the cross breeze going. And so 
I thought it was coming from outside. Sure. And I That's thought, the joy of this thing. People, That's the way it starts. You know, right? So, so I just like, totally yeah. dismissed it until later on when I'm getting ready for bed. And I'm like, I heard it, and it sounds very artificial. And I'm like, yeah. all right, Todd, where did you hide this thing in my, bed, my bedroom? And he's just laughing <laughs> from I the hallway. Out, I want to figure out what's up with that technology and make one that is creepier. Oh, yeah. Because that's not scary enough. No. It's fakey and well, goofy. Well, here's well, the thing it's, with it's it. It's the recording bit rate is yes, what it is. Yes, the bit rate. But I will say this. It sounds better if you can get it either in some kind of container or if you can get it uh, deadened with some kind of cloth. Sure, that would make sense. And it like really does help. Or and it's so quick that, yeah, when you're expecting it, you when you see it from it, this yeah. thing, yeah, you, when you know what it is, yeah, it sounds very artificial. Yeah, yeah. But if it's hidden well and hidden right... Uh-huh. The mind takes over. Can you set it to just make play one of the sounds? Yes, yes, you can. That's the key. You can choose for random, or you can choose whatever sounds you want. Do the hey, can you hear me? How often does it play? Because people who believe in ghosts now want to punch you. It's it's it does a a, it resets a random time interval. Okay. Between three and seven minutes. Oh, but it goes off over and over again. Yes. For a week. And the battery lasts for over a month of continuous use. Dude, she got up and apparently she told me, she's like, I have to, I have to like turn on all the lights. <laughs> and like open the windows and just turn on TV and not be freaked out. I gotta say, for me, for my money, that is a great Halloween gift that you got. You got a Halloween gift. Oh, she's got a gift scared. for you too. Oh, she's gonna put a boot in It goes in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Those are awful. Videos. And I will say, uh. just because there are some people listening, audiences aware, I got a two for one deal, and there is one out there in the world still. Done. Done. <laughs> that as I already know has been wreaking havoc Dude, in its place. That's so. awesome. We've got to. He comes home and laughs. I hysterically. want one that can be recorded on. You know what? It's only a matter of time. Oh. It's only a matter of time before they. Up this ante. Hey, your, and your days are numbered, man. When I said to her, okay, you know what? Don't be mad at him. Plot revenge. <laughs> She's ready to, like, have you fucking kidnapped and beaten. That's her idea. It's like, oh, how about we kidnap him and beat him? <laughs> this is why I like Deb. Deb's awesome. into a burlap sack and beaten with reed. <laughs> but you know what? No matter what happens to my body, what happens to my mind, it was all worth it. <laughs> It was all worth it. You're a bastard. I mean, for the record, awesome. But <laughs> on a personal level, fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know that you all have got like calls out to to fear what's its name on Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, <laughs> so that's our <laughs> that's our review of the Evil Tron. Think Geek. So yeah. It, so I, that's uh, the Evil Tron works is great. It works. Buy it. Yeah, and it's only ten bucks, and I found mine in a sale for two for one. So. Oh, nice, nice. But all let's right. go into Weekend well, Geek. Weekend all right, all right. Dun, 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 the Weekend Geek. <laughs> all right, and See I got, how much I, we spend I got, on theme I got a lot, but it's all little stuff, so I don't know how much we're going to expand on it. But it's cool stuff well, overall. What do you got? Vigilante got Entertainment's launching operations and developing Warren Ellis's comic book series Black Summer with oh. Ryan Pearson, who wrote Knowing, uh, attached to write the screenplay. This is from Variety. Uh, oh, Black, the comic we reviewed? Yeah, Black Summer. I, I oh, uh, yeah. reviewed it for the Ugly Couch Show. It's the superhero team of the Seven Guns, right. group of scientists adventurers, modify their own bodies for street fighting in order to take back West Coast City from a pl- corrupt police course and criminal local government and rapacious private. This is what happens when the superhero kills the president and issues martial law. Yeah. And, and it looks like a great comic. We'll be reviewing it on a future Ugly Couch Show. We already have. 
we have, but you haven't seen it yet. Oh. No, I think we that was I, the I one think that was one, just I think that we, we just was it the fifth. I think it's episode fifty one. I don't even know. Our schedule is all weird. <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't read it again, I, I highly endorse it. So I hope this gets written well, and it is a violent piece of work. I hope it stays R, but it isn't. They'll do it PG thirteen and shit. Oh, I can't uh, wait to see it, but I hope they don't screw things up like they did with Wanted, where they take a really bloody, really good story and they turn it into crap. Right. You know what? The, the movie Wanted was not bad. Jeff, are you peeing? It just was nothing like the comic. <laughs> Jeff's peeing, everybody. Oh, he's getting water. No. Cut his whiskey with. Should have some ice a, in it. Yeah, this, some water the, the sound you're hearing is, is Jeff snacking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't even bring any for the rest of the class? You bastard. Do you know where it's at? Yeah, well, i got to get up for that. What yeah. else you got? Because you know what? I think we're all universally for Black Summer. Yeah. Because that was is, a great, yeah. great comic. So, yay, independent comics, getting options, and development. I love it. Yeah. Can't get enough of it. Anthony Hopkins is Odin. Odin? For the, for the Thor movie, Anthony Hopkins has been cast as Odin. This is to, according to Variety magazine. So it's, it's the thing. Or newsletter or whatever. I don't even know what Variety is anymore. It's, 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 but it's super industry news. So, yeah. Kenneth Branagh directed it, in case you didn't know out there. Uh, Odin's the father of Thor and Loki. And Loki's played by uh, Chris Hemworth. Oh, wait, no, no. Thor's playing by Chris Hemworth. Tom Hiddleston's playing uh, Loki. Natalie Portman's playing Thor's love interest, Jane Foster. No, Anthony uh, Hopkins. That adds some credence to the yes, movie, right? Yes, it on. does. So, yay. So, and they have also have kind of a basic idea what the uh, script is at this point. Uh, powerful but arrogant warrior Thor's reckless actions reignite an ancient war as punishment. Thor is cast down to Earth and forced to live among humans. Once here, he learns what it takes to be a true hero when the most dangerous villains of his world sends dark forces of Asgard to invade Earth. The film comes out May 20th, 2011, officially. But yeah, yeah Anthony Hawk. I was, I'm a little leery Sir about Anthony Thor Hawkins. in general because, because it, it all depends on knowing the, the mythos and everything. And I don't know how it's going to tie exactly to Marvel. I don't it's know hard if... to just throw... Okay, you got the Hulk... You got Iron Man. Let's throw a god in, which I always thought was kind of well, a big step. Even for Marvel's Marvel. Thor, though, is 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 a little different than the actual mythology. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's it's. But he is a god. Well, true. Although he, his he has various levels of goddom throughout the comics. Like he's yeah. he's really powerful, then not so powerful, and they well, it's they because mess they have so many him. different pantheons in there. You've got the. You know, Black Panthers got the whole tiger cult. Then you've got the whole uh, the other gods. You know, the, the Aztec gods and Roman gods. And then there's Infinity and you know and Eternity and the Phoenix Force. It just gets crazy with Marvel. So I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'll, I, I'll see it. It's not like I'm not going to see the damn film. But I'm just. I hope they do it well, well enough to fit into the Avengers mythos. Indeed. Which I'm, I can't wait for, frankly. Right. And under Marvel's tutelage, I would expect. Yeah. Decent things. It'll yeah. be good. And because Marvel really didn't have a movie this year, their income dropped by sixty percent so wow. far for this uh, this year. Well, what would you well, do? They'll get a bag. They'll get a bag next year. Huh? No one's scared. In fact, that's if you measure things by the year, but it doesn't matter. In fact, if any of those investors got scared and sold off, folks, now's the time to buy because when it hits again next year with the films. It's going to go right back up. Disney can they even buy Marvel stock now that Disney has bought it? That's a good it? point. I don't know if you can. You'd be buying Disney stock at this point, right? Probably. You know, yeah. I saw someone, I saw someone, I heard someone talk about this recently, and 
this about comic movies, saying, you know, that old adage, oh, Hollywood's out of ideas, in which many cases they're right. But they're saying, oh, they just got to keep adapting comic books. Hollywood's out of ideas. Are you kidding? Comic books are like storyboards. They're perfect for movies. Mm -hmm. So, if anything, Hollywood's doing the right thing that they should have done before, and I'm glad they didn't because now movie making is a lot better. Some fun, nice movie stuff. Grindhouse releasing is bringing Sam Raimi's classic The Evil Dead back to the big screen as midnight movie release. Now, we're not talking a remake. We're talking they're releasing the original Evil Dead back to the theaters for late night films. I oh. have a confession. I never saw the original Evil Dead. It's, it's, it is true grindhouse cinema. It is hard to follow a little bit. Mm. I saw no, Evil it is. Dead People too. go to it. a cabin and they get stalked by the evil thing out in the woods. But that, isn't there, that like have a jumping back and forth thing, or am I just totally remembering? No, it isn't that the same I mean, plot as Evil like Dead Two? Over ten years since I've What's seen that? it. Isn't that the same plot as Evil Dead Two? Yeah, Evil Dead Two yeah. redoes it and does it campy essentially. But yeah, so Evil Dead Two's remake of Evil Dead One. But Evil Dead One is not campy. It's a straightforward, brutal little horror film. Tree rape. What? Yeah, I'm not kidding. Oh, I gotta see this in the theaters. Yeah, it is it is Sam Raimi's original opus, and it truly is an opus. Huh. Who ever thought an Evil Dead 2 would be kind of a almost remake of Evil Dead 1? And that's the one everyone loves because that's it is. It was, yeah. Because, because that's where truly the character of Ash was born. Oh, Even yeah, though Ash is in the first one, he doesn't have that bravado until the second one. Yeah. That... that Beautiful character trait of his. And even more so in the third one. Now, people attribute that to all of Bruce Campbell's characters, and yet they, they, they all have it. I think it's just Bruce Campbell just finding himself. <laughs> it really is, because he does he have that swagger. natural swagger to him, yeah. Just read his books, man. Make you love the Bruce Campbell way. Mm -hmm. yeah. And watch uh, him on Burn Notice. of a B-movie actor, yeah. Mm -hmm. Love him on Burn Notice. And as we uh, announced uh, about what, five couch casts ago... Peter Berg is now off Dune. What? 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 Peter Berg is no longer be directing the remake of Dune. Okay, good. Who, who <laughs> is going to be directing uh, it? Right now, it's it's still kind of up in the air. So uh, they're talking to various directors. They still want it to happen, but uh, Peter Berg's got too many things on his plate, and he had to let something go. So he let Moadib take the fall. I can. Uh, and I appreciate I can, that. I can deal with that. Yeah. That's very very good. Very big of him. All right. Uh, now I'll you know, direct it. You know what I have here? I have three things, news, no one cares about. News no one gives a shit about. That's right. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> Columbia Pictures has hired Tropic Thunder writer Eaton Cohen to... All right, that's enough of that. To pen the script for Men in Black 3. Say what? Uh, <laughs> there are no deals yet in place to franchise uh, director Barry Sonnenfeld or Will Smith or Tommy Lee Jones to return. Studio is looking to start filming in 2010, and the, so as early as the spring. So even though there's no director and they don't have the original two cast members, they're moving ahead on the script. Straight to DVD. Go for it. Uh, Boo. You're right. I don't give a shit. The now, if it, hey, hold on. Yeah. If Will Smith, I'll, I'll say it's true, he actually does pull his weight in movies. He does bring... Yes, some, he does. And he's very Hutzpah. selective. He's selective of what he does. Yeah. So he will not do something unless he likes the script. Yeah, I was going to say, and he's also very serious about the process, which yeah. a lot of directors have applauded him on, saying, you know, he's, you know, he's not here to goof around. 
he's here to do the work. Yeah. So. Yeah. So good on Will Smith. Yeah, earns his and paycheck. And I hope he turns it down if it's shit. <laughs> I don't want to see him in a shitty movie. Men in Back 3, starring Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Garb. <laughs> Our Green Lantern. Oh, he's not, is he? Yes, he is. Yep. Ryan Reynolds is the Green Lantern. Yes, he, you we don't know this? He's, no, that's not right. We all lose. Did they cancel the Deadpool film? Or no, that's still, still that's still on. And he's going to be And he's going to be too. Deadpool, yeah. He's two major characters in the DC, well, and a semi-major character in Marvel Universe. Oh, man. I, you know what? I actually like Ryan Reynolds. I have no problem with the guy. I, I like, like him, Reynolds. but not as Green Lantern. I Why like him as Deadpool, but not as, not as Green Lantern. Nah, he's fine. He'll, he'll bring the chicks to the yard. Uh, Hal mm. Jordan... Is not a wise-cracking. He's not a witty guy, really. But at the same time, he wasn't a witty guy in the remake of Amityville Horror, and I know that was poo-pooed all across the board. But I thought he did a fine performance. In yeah, it. He, he was. He was. And fine he was a very movie. straightforward father kind of thing in that one. So he he can do other than wisecracky man from two guys in a pizza place. Maybe it's just the, the, the previous roles that he's been in that we associate him with the, you know, the Van Wilder style. Well, he was pigeonholed in that jokes. kind of thing for a Blade while. Blade 3, he was well, a wise-cracking I mean, guy, know, but he was good. Look at Jim Carrey. I mean, you know, nobody thought he could do serious films, and he's done. I, I did. I, I saw him yeah. uh, once in a row. And now he's doing film. a Christmas Carol series. Truman Show was one of my favorites that he's ever done. Yeah. Eh, you know what? I'll hold reserve judgment. I I think it'll be fine. It all depends on the script, really, right? Yeah. Well, round number two of shit you don't give a shit. I don't care. care. 1988 Broadway's Carrie is coming back. What? Broadway? Are you not familiar with Carrie the musical? It's no. 1988. It's no. known as the biggest flop on Broadway. It did five huge, expensive production, five performances, and it closed. Why would they bring it back? Well, the expensive musical ran for five performances, and at the time, the costliest disaster is being workshopped by the producers behind Rent, Avenue Q, and West Side Story. Why don't we also the, remake Ishtar? Well, they're right. rewriting the thing top <laughs> to bottom, but using many of the songs. And uh, in fact, there's a book out there that is about bad musicals, but spends a and the they the thing's called like They Made Carrie or something like that <laughs> and that's all it is about it talks about the rise and fall of this hmm. this musical does Stephen King have anything to say about this uh, Stephen King didn't really care the first time I don't see why he cares now I would disassociate myself as well but I will say this in now this era of remaking movies as musicals let's yeah. face it Evil Dead the musical has been very successful yeah, funny. And there's been a lot of Spider-Man's still on the pipeline, right? Yeah, that's Have still Have you ever rolling. seen 300 the musical? What? <laughs> exactly. A magnificent tour de force. It, it was, it was a YouTube. brilliant film. We got to get that thing on YouTube. A so company out there play. made Manos Hands of Fate the musical. What? And you can actually buy it on DVD out there. It exists. So, with do they? Do they? That's what Broadway's doing now. They're doing Shrek the musical, uh, Nine to Five. They're remaking movies as musicals. Yeah. So Carrie, hey. God bless it. I think it's going to do, do fine once it went. And in the hands of the people that did Rent and Avenue Q, come on. Yeah, it'll be. We need fine. to make Ugly Couch Show the musical. <laughs> we kind of already do. Paul sings all the time. Baloney and farts. <laughs> There's a little Thank taste for everyone. <laughs> Old baloney and farts. And the third thing that no one gives a shit about, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville Enterprises has filed a trademark registration for Margaritaville 
for gaming-related use. They want to create Margaritaville games. What do you mean? It's a game where you <laughs> sit on a beach and your body slowly decomposes <laughs> while you search in vain for sugar and salt. <laughs> <laughs> really, what can it be? I mean, and yeah, they're... For... What, do you, what do you mean, like uh, like slot machine gaming? Or do you no, mean, I'm like, talking video as in video gaming use. Because, you know, Konami's got both. So. Right, and it's uh, and this was off of their investment charter saying that they were doing this. Because, you know, if you're a Vegas native like we are, we know that there's a Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville here right on the Strip, mm-hmm. which is very popular it's with uh, drunken the frat guys. busiest restaurant in Vegas. It, it really it is. I worked for there a for a short time. time, and it was... Uh, it well, made so much stupid money. I imagine it's that way because, A, they're on the Strip, B, you can hang out right there yep. and, like, well, it's whistle a recognizable people going name. by. It's a recognizable name, and it's not too expensive. As bars go on the Strip yeah. that are just cash, not yeah, bad. It's, yeah, it's not bad. Because there's a lot of bars on the Strip where you got to pay a lot of money. And you know what? I like the their menu. Are, are the menu's not bad. They make good food. They make great margaritas. They do good food. So good on them. However, yeah. I'm not sure they can make a great video game. Who knows? Yeah, I know. Couldn't be any worse than what E.T. What could the video game possibly be? I think it could. Well, it'd be a game where you 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 don't know where you're going to go when the volcano blows. Maybe if you figure it out in time. Salt. And, or a point-and-click adventure where you have to find the only cheeseburger in Paradise. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a bad idea. It's like it's looking under rocks idea. for salt. Salt. <laughs> I hope they do a 2600 game. I'm just saying. Yes. You get head from a parrot. <laughs> do an adult version. Oh. Mm, get a little parrot head. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that one. Cock! The deluxe version comes with a parrot head shirt with a Hawaiian print on it. Yep. Oh, boy. Uh, a parrot with a wiener in its mouth. Oh, all right. Why is it always Wiener with you? I think it's Why things word. always come back to Wang? Because Wiener's funny to me. <laughs> so is Butthole. <laughs> butthole's very funny. Butthole well. is pretty damn funny. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's just going to get a shirt one day. Right, are you, are you done with news we don't care about? That's, that's going to be the extended... Is that the end of the news that we don't give a shit about? That is the end of the news that we don't yes. give a shit about. All right. Well, I have a piece of news right here. Oh, right. here we go. Oh, what do you got? You, you mentioned um, uh, Manos Hands of Fate, the musical. Yes. There's a picture here of Torgo and mm-hmm. the MST3K guys. The real on, Torgo. This is, this is news coming from Kotaku. This is fresh off the interwebs. Sony's mystery science theater-like interactive TV patent puts you in the movies. Your PlayStation 3 may become a reasonably priced earthbound satellite of love if Sony Computer Entertainment America's patent application for a mystery science theater 3000-like interactive television becomes a real-life product. Sony's patent for a method and ap- apparatus for real-time viewer interaction with a media presentation was filed back in April. But eagle-eyed patent watcher Siloconera, Siloconera, yeah, Siloconera spied it today. The patent essentially describes a system that would show viewers in, in avatar form overlaying a media presentation, such as a movie, TV show, letting them interact with on-screen action. That interaction, as described in the patent, includes behavior like throwing tomatoes in an actor's face, complete with face and targeting target tracking, (laughs) and shooting games, specifically shooting a spider off an actor's back. A third example shows an on-screen avatar kicking an actor in the behind. Kind of like Microsoft's Xbox 360 game you're in the movies, only appealing. 
Those <laughs> avatars are shown seated in the foreground of the screen on top of existing media, not unlike the cast of MST3K. Uh, are they going to charge for this? The patent actually makes mention of MST3K in the background of the invention. If we're reading the patent right, it looks like it may apply to pre-existing media like DVDs or stream Netflix content, as well as video content that could be meta-tagged to identify interactive areas. In other words, facial recognition from video content could be targets, but specific games could also be designed around the system. Furthermore, the patent data has advertising already in mind, with Nike logos and Coca-Cola cans offered as possible overlays on top of existing media. <laughs> that wow. sounds great. The diagram showcasing the innovation or the invention show off an <laughs> interface that fits with Sony's motion controller setup, which uses the PlayStation I and its built-in microphones in tandem with handheld controllers. I can't wait not to buy this. Of course, this of course, all this avatar ass kicking and spider shooting misses a key component of the MST3K experience. The laughs. Or, yeah. Or, or yeah. the fun. So thank you, Michael McWhorter, for his uh, Kotaku piece there. We all now, know that Mystery Science Theater... if you could record your own riffs, like you could riff the movie as you're watching it, and then and like it upload it, and people could download... Like, well, like, there's no like, reason you couldn't do that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like it, your like, own if, riff like, track? Like, you know, they wouldn't have to necessarily, you know record it over a movie they could record the track over the movie at home and then if somebody else has that movie yeah. already like on dvd or whatever right. they pop it in their ps3 the ps3 recognizes and says oh here's a list of like riffs you could download yeah, that'd be that would be kind of neat especially yeah especially because it would sync uh, riff up. tracks actually got on that but we all know this technology is a bad idea in the wrong hands well it's true because we've we've all heard don't give really bad theater to amateurs yeah. yeah, MST amateurs and <laughs> Rift Tracks amateurs Boy. and all that, they're not It actually good. takes writing to do that stuff, to make it funny. Well, yeah. and that, personally, that and, and I don't actual, even think the writing makes it funny. I'm well, not it also MST takes comedy guy. talent. Yes, yeah, it Barry. takes talent. <laughs> yeah. And people that think they're funny and they aren't. But you know what? I have my heart open to this thing. It could be good. It has potential. I think it'd be cool, yeah. Depends what the final tool looks like. No, it's just like it's just like putting movie maker tools in the hands of people that don't know how to make movies. That's exactly what the very first uh post here says. I loved MST three K. Uh not enough to go to the electric boogaloo, mind you, but I was a fan. I have seen many try to imitate them many times on YouTube and all are terrible. No matter how good the product <laughs> is, the end user is what will make this pretty bad. Yes. And if you disagree, you can email me. <laughs> okay. I don't disagree, so I'm not going to email you. All right, what else we got? Well, here we go. This is actually interesting. I had no idea this was coming up because apparently my Xbox is doing this in secret to select invita- invitation-only people. A number of Xbox Live subscribers recently received invitations to a pilot program which grants them bonuses for a number of their usual online activities. Microsoft revealed exactly how the six-month trial program, which is called Xbox Live Rewards, operates. Users can earn complimentary Microsoft points by renewing their subscriptions, purchasing marketplace content, taking part in surveys, or doing a number of other activities that are clearly laid out on a chart. According to the Invitations Fine Print, you can't spend these points you earn until the first three months of the trial are up. So... For downloading content, you get a few extra points back. To download more content. Or if you do a survey, mm-hmm. you get a few. And what I saw, mm-hmm. on the charge was like 60 points. I mean, it's not huge at all. It's a start, but, though. 
Renew, renewing your, your subscription, which you're going to do. You get you know, 60 points or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so cool. You're getting something. Can you earn points for achievement? I think that there's going to be some kind of award for um, being on live for a long time as well, I think. Uh, okay. They're going to start to reward. Because like, I'm a six-year vet. I think, yeah, you, you know, do me both. I don't know. Yeah, and there's there's a couple that are that are like eight years, but those are like prototype guys, right? Um, well, I it's got to be at least seven because I know Rick and I were like the first of the groups to buy I, the Xbox, and we were both on live as soon as it came out. I was on live as soon as it came out, pretty pretty darn soon after it so came yeah, out. So yeah, we've got to be like right neck and neck. I'm only a few years as a vet, so I'll get nothing. I'll get the booby prize because like up till now, the you only the, time, the only way you could like win points is like. You know, one versus one hundred, and they're still pretty much in beta. If Don't I even get me started about that. <laughs> if I gotta sit there and do all those quizzes on my own for like all week, just so I can build up like these imaginary points that are somehow red, that j- just so I have a chance to be in the mob or the one, then screw that. You know, that's it. <laughs> that's all. That's all I got. <laughs> that's oh, the end okay. of my anger. Is that what you're gonna do? All right, yeah. Doctor Flarg, everyone. <laughs> I'll get a little anger for you on that. A 12-year-old Canadian boy on the road to delinquency had his Nintendo Wii confiscated by a judge in lieu of bail money. The boy's huh. nine-month crime spree included such transgressions as smashing school windows, braining another boy with a pool cue, and punching classmates, reports the, Win- uh, the Winnipeg uh, Sunday judge. Sunday, uh, Sunday Times. Something in Winnipeg. Great. Judge Marvin Garfinkel granted the child bail in his last court appearance, but only if he put up his prized possession, the Wii, as security. The kid risks forfeiting the Wii if he does not live up to re- the release conditions, which include keeping the peace, appearing for court dates, living with his grandmother, and participating in the bail management program. Wii is now bail currency in Canada. Well, to a kid, that's important. It is very important, yeah. but I think it's genius. Yeah. Aren't they only like 200 bucks now? That'd be like bail- having your bike as bail in the 50s. Oh, my God. Well, how old is this kid? Does it 12 say? years old. Okay, when I was 12, my game system, that's everything to me. Oh, yeah. Take my Atari away from me. Oh, my God. Well, my Nintendo, my, my Commodore 64. Oh, dude, oh murder. no, murder. no. Murder. If he was actually playing the game system and having good times with it, he wouldn't be beating children with a pool cue. <laughs> just, just, just aping the motions with his controller. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, that's what we needs to make is a is an interactive uh, bully program so that you can beat children on the playground without oh, having to do it on your own. Fart noise. They just don't need to do any of that. Hoo-ha-biness. Now wait a second. I, now, you're you're the big proponent for the Wii here. Did did I just hear a a bit of derision? No, I love the Wii. I just think that anytime games and children's misbehavior are connected in any way, shape, or form, I get angry. Even when the the, the game is the prize for behaving well. Yeah. Uh. Well, I gotta agree with Paul though. If if know. he really truly loved this system, mm-hmm. he would have been home playing it and not out committing Harry Carey. No, no, because you just sent to school. A lot of the stuff happened around the schoolyard. I More mean, that, broke windows just, and so his, on. His parents, yeah, I don't know. So this I, is school, this is time away from the Wii. I'm not a parent. Thank heavens. Thank God. And <laughs> I don't plan to be anytime soon, if ever. And I don't, you know, it's hard for me to say, you know, I don't want to get on a big rant here. Fiddly-dee. Nah. Rant, get it. All right. Kids are 
messes. And if you don't have the time and resources to really invest in that individual human being's growth, then it's a bad idea to have number one. But there's a part of me that truly believes there are situations where a kid is just jacked. For whatever reason, genetic, mental, what have you, Mm -hmm. they got something going on where they're tweaked out. And no matter how nice, how good, how supportive, how positive the parents may be, this kid has got issues and can't be dealt with. So I get upset when, like, you know, that's that's just a really tough spot. That's part of why I don't want to have kids because the chance of having some uncontrollable monster on my hands, (laughs) which is pretty good. Uh, But anyway, like, I... In that situation, which it sounds like this kid is one of those uncontrollable monster kids. It sounds like he's doing that kind of just weird act-out behavior. I don't think punishment's the answer. I don't know what is the answer, but punishment ain't it. Chemical castration? Yeah, that might be part of it. But uh, I don't know what the solution is. <laughs> for the parents is. or for the kids? For the kid and the parents. <laughs> the more you know. That sounds like the beginning of a herald. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, enough about kids, because kids are evil all well, Indeed. Well, how do you pro- how do you pronounce this? Halcyon, H A L Halcyon. Halcyon is in bankruptcy. What? They are they have filed Chapter Eleven, and their assets are being auctioned off, which means the Terminator franchise is now on the auction block. Folks. Oh right, I, I heard Jim about Cameron that. They bought it. They bought it for twenty five million initially. I mean, their last movie, I think worldwide, made over three hundred million. So they uh, fucked up somewhere. Movie. It was wow. a horrible movie, but it banked. It made money, yeah. And so all you, you don't if you buy this, you don't get the rights to earlier films, but you do have the rights to make any further films or do any license deals for video games. You own Terminator. That'll be worth something. And let me make a point here. People um, it doesn't matter how good a film or bad a film is, people will see it based on its predecessors, which is why... We all went sometimes... inside the opening night. Yes, we did. We are idiots. And we all hated it. <laughs> there you go. God, you it helped it. Turd. Mm-hmm. Turd bomb. Uh, according to Whedon-esque, Joss Whedon's blog, he's um, putting up $10,000. <laughs> that's, that's about awesome. what it's worth after that's this so last That's so awesome. I hope he gets it. That'd be hilarious. For 10000 Wow. Yeah, that's a bargain. Now, we were somewhat involved in helping out the uh, the people in trying to save the Sarah, save Connor, the Sarah Chronicles Connor Chronicles and so on. Well, the, all right, fans. Put your money where your mouth is. Pool your cash and buy this shit. Mm-hmm. Own it yourself. And then you can decide what happens to it. Who gets the license and uh, then you can sell off to whomever you believe can make it work right. Or maybe you could do it yourselves. Absolutely. Probably that, not. That but, would be great you know. if someone spent $14 million, bought the license, and made like home movies. Ferragonas? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. Uh, so, wow. Yeah. So if you got, uh, you got some money burning in your pocket, hey, it's on the auction block. Make a, make a bid. I will not be making a bid. I've got $2. Uh, sold. And I'll give you the right to something. To, to the Barry Rob story. <laughs> you know That's what? It's not worth anything. Really? I, actually, I might pay two, two bucks for that if I can exploit it. <laughs> Fine, as long as I get some kind of <laughs> cash for it. And last and not least, a very small piece of news, but very cool. 
is no longer Christopher Lee. It is Sir Christopher Lee. What? Christopher Lee was knighted for his thespianism for the crown. All right. Nice. Very so, cool. yes, our, uh, our, our very own vampire from the Hammer Horror days is Royal Count making it happen. Yeah, well, I'm certainly hoping that he didn't get knighted for his portrayal of Count Dooku. Sir Dooku. Not that great. <laughs> Sir Dooku of Memoidia. Presenting. It, wasn't, it wasn't him that was on screen half the time. It's true. Just <laughs> yeah. his CG stunt head. double. I can't blame Christopher Lee. I have no, to blame no. George Lucas. Well, yes, of course. For that script. <laughs> for everything. Yeah, I can't blame, I blame anyone for in Star Wars for anything they did, except... Well, no, I can't even... I blame George Lucas for my impotence. <laughs> <laughs> well, things I learned on this show. <laughs> No, uh, what was his name? Uh, Quagon Jr. Who, play, who played Quagon Jr.? Nobody gives a shit about <laughs> Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. I thought Liam, Liam Neeson, Neeson has just phoned that shit in. Oh. Liam Neeson is an awesome actor, but yeah, it, it, he phoned it in, and it wasn't his fault. I'm told he was directed like that. Yeah, they were Same all directed thing with like Ewan that. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor, I think, is an outstanding actor as well. Yeah, but he had a very flat portrayal of. Obi Wan, I, I thought. think it was because, and I think it, he tried it was to do directed yeah. like that because he directed these people to act for children. Well, yeah, and and you see a lot of the behind the scenes of, of of him like walking them through things, and he's very micromanaging. Yeah. So as he's directing. So so everybody out there, let this be a lesson to you: never say Star Wars in a room of nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, we love it. Go off on Lucas. I realize my Every love time. of Star Wars, all the Star Wars shit that I have in my house, is me being nostalgic for the days when it was magical. Oh yeah. Can you look at it without even crying a little? No. I gave you all my episode one crap. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And you displayed it proudly. I did. It, well, it's it's nice looking. Yeah. That's yeah, all your Jar Jar. That that's Paul's Jar Jar. <laughs> no, it's your Jar Jar. That's not now. my Jar Jar. He's it's no on loan to the Barry Just Rob like the Museum. copy of Beaches wasn't yours either. Yeah. So. We've been over this, motherfucker. <laughs> that's not mine, and it doesn't exist in my house. <laughs> it exists. No, just in your heart. I hate you. What other news do you have? <laughs> that's all the news I got. Well, I got plenty. What you got? So, if you thought you were uh, gonna get up and take a piss right now, listeners, settle the hell down. We got plenty more for you. <laughs> or they could just hit pause. No, no, you can't hit pause. Maybe you might miss news, something. Barry. Okay. <clears throat> Put your Wii remote inside a baby. What? <laughs> Bring Too your late. baby to <laughs> life with your Wii. <laughs> <laughs> Where else have you put your Wii remote? <laughs> I'm never touching your Wii remote. It's all probably gooey. You can't touch it unless you squeeze the Asteroid. baby. <laughs> Bring your baby to life with your Wii remote. That's what it says in the box for Baby and Me, the oh. Wii game with his, what is undeniably the weirdest controller accessory so far. That picture's a creepy. Baby doll. <laughs> baby and Me comes with a doll, but not just any doll. This doll features a slot for the Wii remote so that the game can track feeding playing in excessive shaking motions. Or you can insert your own flesh. Yeah, I was going to so say, wait, yeah, that's that's. It's got a nanny misused. simulator. <laughs> Pretty much. Let me see the it's picture, like Barry. shaking baby syndrome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm reading this off yeah, of uh, Technobob where they say, watch for the sequel, Child Protective Services. And you know what would be great? <laughs> to stick that thing in there and then boot up Samba de Amigo. <laughs> <laughs> 
What? Play Samba de Amigos. What is that? It's the Moroccan game. game. Shake the baby. Shake the baby. (laughs) So just get two of those babies and stick the Wii remotes in there. You have a whole other way to play Samba de Amigo. (laughs) Or just Wii Tennis. And horrify your family. (laughs) It's Samba de Au Pair. I I can't make this up. If you ever have that discussion about kids with your wife, just do that. Go. Uh, Just have her catch you playing that game. There we go. <laughs> Have her poke her head in because I know she does what it. She pokes her head and watches oh, yeah. you play in games. Like, playing games. Oh, Paul! Mm-hmm. Oh. Does that mean yeah. you need two babies? It yes. does. Uh, <laughs> Facebook news. News from social networking. All what? right. If a million people join this page, my girlfriend will let me turn our house into a pirate ship. Oh! Oh, my God. I'm joining right now. I always Where wanted to it? be a pirate, Where and the only it? way I can truly do this, truly spelled wrong, is to live aboard a pirate ship. And pirate. as I am tied to a house and a mortgage with this house, I don't live anywhere near the sea. The only thing I can do is turn my house into a massive pirate ship. I already have enough money to buy some wooden slats from B&Q. <laughs> I just need to get my girlfriend to agree to remortgage the house so I can afford the decking, the masks, and eventually the sales. Or or cheaper. If a million people joined, uh, then uh, his girlfriend will let him do it. Or cheaper, you could just get a new girlfriend. (laughs) That's true. And get this. Oh, it's already too late. Uh, But the 1st of November, 2009, uh, the group has already reached 1 million people, and his girlfriend (laughs) never expected anything like this. He writes... With my girlfriend's permission, I begin the process of clearing and uh, building consent and uh, drawing up structural blueprints for the foundations in the whole. I think this sounds like a reality show. Cafepress.com slash me pirate house to buy pirate gear. Otherwise, you can just, uh, you know, this could be bullshit because it is Facebook. Yeah, well, that's great. Good for him, though. Good for him getting a million friends. Yeah. Hoopity-doo. Even if it is bullshit, that's a pretty creative way to get a million people. The next people. new series on TLC, My Pirate My House. My Pirate House. Hey, they had the wife swap or something where the, where the lady was a pirate. Isn't that right. the one that we covered before, the, the John and Kate plus eight or whatever that is? No, it's not John and, Kate, but John and Kate plus no, eight. No, I mean, but does, isn't TLC the one that does that too? Yeah, TLC does all that crap. Okay. All right. And then case, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, the, they're the one that does that, that stupid uh, the 18 kids and counting or whatever that uh, is. Which, this isn't all my news thing. I mean, I'm sure it's, you know, news no one gives a shit about. But uh, Octomom and, right. uh, and uh, John Goslin are thinking of getting those two together for a little reality thing. Oh, God. Wow. Wow. No, thanks. Between them, they'd have like 21 or 22 kids. But, you know, the thing before, you, it <laughs> seems to work. So I'm going to put it out there right now. If Ugly Couch Show Facebook page gets a million hits... I will turn Barry's head into a pirate ship. <laughs> and I will let him. I need a million friends. That'd Do it. Awesome. Make it happen. Hey, um, when you die, mm-hmm. uh, what, what, what do you want to happen to your body? Say you died right now. What, what, what would you want us to do with your body? I believe I would like, well, you know, just cremation because it makes it easier. No, I'm, no, I'm going to take, uh, take the George Carlin route. I just want you to blow me up okay because a lot of people choose burial because it's a very traditional thing to yes. do well now you can buy your casket at walmart oh i heard are about you serious that. Oh. 
Search for casket at walmart.com, and they're selling caskets. And they're pretty cheap. Yeah, they are. Like, this one's here. It's a regal, wide-body steel casket, four foot wider than standard sizes, hand-sewn crepe interior, because you know you want those corpses to be comfortable. Made in China, isn't it? <laughs> probably. Oh, you know it. It's uh, $1,200. And rubs probably involved. $1,200 <laughs> ain't bad. Which is, is not bad, because I was recently pricing caskets. Uh, not for me. And... Uh, let me tell you, these things get fucking expensive. Yes, they I'm do. going to be cremated. There's the no most expensive one they have here is only uh, $2,900, and it's 100% bronze, handcrafted, brushed, finished highlights, hand-sewn velvet interior, made Waste in the USA. I bet you haunters are loving effort. this. Not sold in stores, because there's no casket section well, yeah. of Walmart. There should be. But there's probably a catalog online or something. All these are online. Places already filled with The Walking Dead. You know, so why not put them in caskets? I used to think I want to be cremated, but now I think I want to be weekend at Bernie'd. <laughs> yeah. Nice. These guys yeah. just parade Walked me around, around until like you rot. Yeah. I would, I'd be glad to do that. I'll take you on the stratosphere. Big shot. Cool. And yeah. we won't strap you in. We'll just let you fly. That'd be funny. They so you have a real Bernie's moment. Yeah. Walmart, man. And are then somebody finds me like, oh my God, Jeff, are you okay? No, I think if you did that off the stratosphere, <laughs> what they find of you would not be pretty. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> but we would take pictures. <laughs> It'd be just a big mess. <laughs> yeah, I take uh, it back. That's how I want to go. I'll be launched off the big shot. Yeah, have like hot chicks walking out of my room and like, wow, your friend Jeff really knows how to party. Dude, he's dead. He is now. <laughs> okay. Did you hear, did we talk about the Lego movie? The Lego movie? <laughs> no. Or we the didn't. Lego reality series? Didn't what? talk about that either. Oh my god. Um they're doing uh they're doing a, a couple different things actually. Uh, one, they're going to follow around the guys who, who do the professional Lego uh, stuff. Like who, the statues and stuff? That's yeah. kind of fun. And oh, see what neat. they do. And I think it's going to be on the Discovery Channel. And then they're going to do um, just some other Lego. Uh, re- There's like two or three different re- Lego reality series in the works now. What the hell? How are Legos all of a sudden very... Well, I mean, they've had that, that traveling tour that's been going on for like decades where they, they take like, you know statues of the you know like the sears tower and you know buildings and national monuments and stuff they take those around on tour and then they've got legoland and so forth so why not show how these guys build these things because it's it's pretty impressive what they do taking these photographs and then figuring out that which bricks to do this huge you know sometimes 10 foot tall you know model of the empire state building it is a very interesting artistic medium yeah the fact that children's toys can be an artistic medium to me oh, yeah. is just—they're the best toys brilliant. ever. Oh Legos yeah, I the love best them. toys ever. They never lose their luster. No, they never do, never. Except when the little, like the two-piece one, gets stuck to another two-piece one, and you can't pry it apart. Yeah, you gotta those are, tooth it out. Those are right. tough. Oh, yeah. oh, that was a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. That's why you ever have play like with... a little quick release tab on them or something. You can just pop it down and it It'd pops apart. Be as apart. big as the Lego. Those are Duplos. <laughs> <laughs> Those are for the kids in the short buses. I can't get them together. I once built Duplo. a castle out of Duplos that you could sit in. You could. They're big. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you made, I made a, like a robot that would beat with a sword. Sword, of course, was made out of Duplos that would break first. Did anyone have those mega Legos when they were like in kindergarten? That I'm, that I'm not kidding. I had you. Lincoln they're Logs. Like, they're like two feet wide. They're like Never they're like a them. foot wide and about two feet long, and they looked like the regular Legos except they were made out of that that soft like vinyl plastic. Oh, so you could and, beat people with them, as opposed to you know that really hard plastic. But yeah, you could like build chairs and stuff with it. And 
you would sit in them. You know? I had Lincoln I logs. All the only thing you could ever build with Lincoln logs <laughs> is a cabin. Yeah, yeah. That's it. a square cabin. You could build a bridge though. Whoop, a cabin or a bridge. That's all you could do with those things. Yeah, they were lame. You could build oh, a wait, cabin wait, wait. that turns no, into no, a shitty I take that robot. Back. You could build a cabin. You could build a bridge, or you could build a ranch. Because you had the little plastic cows in the fence that you built with the Lincoln log. I didn't have the plastic cows. I just had the logs. I always liked the thin wood roofs. Plastic cows sold separately. <laughs> those are crappy toys. Okay. Oh, those so... things broke way too often. Oh, okay. <laughs> that wood, you're like, you're laying the roof on the cabin, all of a sudden, snap. The roof? The roof. The roof? The roof. We don't so need a water. From... Roof. Lord. Ridley Scott talks alien prequel. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Sir Ridley Scott. Sir Ridley Scott. I didn't yes. know that. Was in town the other night, mainly to look on with pride as his daughter debuted her film Cracks at the London Film Festival. Uh, but he talked about the Alien prequel. It's not been an, since the prequel was announced. It's been assumed it would tell the story of how they came to land on LV four twenty six in the first place. But uh, Ridley Scott says it's a brand new box of tricks. We know what the roadmap is, and the screenplay is now being put on paper. The prequel will be a while ago. It's difficult to put a year on Alien. True. But if Alien was towards the end of the century, then the prequel story will take place 30 years prior. Now, keep in mind, Alien vs. Predator. And also keep in mind, Alien vs. Predator 2. Yeah, but these this... are both done by W.S. Anderson. If this is under Anderson, then it's going to suck. But this is under Ridley Scott. Yeah. Will well, he take those into account as it... canon? Is it going to be how that alien craft landed on the planet, and which is what caused them, you know, I don't caused know. Sigourney Weaver saying, all and Tom Scarrett to find it'll them? Be, it'll, be, it'll be 30 years prior to Alien, which still leaves a lot of time. Right. right. I don't think Sir Scott gives a shit about a Predator. I think he's just going to make a straight-on Alien movie as if the Predator thing never happened. Well, didn't he have to give his okay for Alien vs. Predator? I don't think so. I don't think he owns that. I think that's that's a studio rights issue, and the studio owns. Fox? Yeah, yeah, I think it's Fox that owns the rights to the. Th- things cinematic. don't happen to movies like that if they're owned by the original director, <laughs> unless they're just a really shitty cash cow person. I don't, know. I don't know. If you put verses in any title, it's all fair game. Oh yeah, see, I, I'm yeah. always saying I want more yeah. verses movies. I agree. Yeah. You know, in development at one point there was, and it was actually moving forward, a Michael Myers versus Pinhead film. Nice, because that that's one that, that that's one that Dimension actually had the rights to both movies at the time. That would have been cool. And so they were actually working on that. And uh, duh, Pinhead no, wins. no, no. But get this: on slate to and agreed to direct John Carpenter, written by Clive Barker. And it never happened. That would have been awesome. That would have been the greatest film. I have made. a dream project, and I don't know <laughs> how I can get the funding for this. We now we can okay, raise the funds here. There That's what the show is for. I want to see Pumpkinhead versus Larry Bird. <laughs> what? <laughs> I got my money on Pumpkinhead. Well, you're saying. wrong because Pumpkinhead does not have a fadeaway jumper. <laughs> <laughs> Neither does Bird you don't know anymore. That. <laughs> it's oh, called arthritis. No, dude. Again, we go back to the back to the CG Count Dooku. <laughs> How do you think we're gonna do all this business? I want to see Martha Stewart versus the Evil Monkey in Chris's Closet. <laughs> Martha Stewart. Versus I still think Pumpkinhead versus Larry Bird has some real legs <laughs> and some oh, wings. Is that a pun? It's all crazy. Is that a I'm pun? I'm just telling Your hair. you. Pumpkinhead versus Larry Bird. I want to see It's Alive versus David Mamet. <laughs> I saw that. It's called Red Belt. 
Science news! Oh, here science we go. Science news. Sort of science. Military news. The military has successfully linked drones into unmanned squadrons. Armies of robotic drones may be just around the corner. The U.S. Navy is developing unmanned fighting vehicles that network together and operate in swarms. Well, great. That That's means, all I have to say about that That means story. we don't have to fight our own wars. We send the robots to do it for us, Skynet. And, no, it's not a problem whatsoever. Science. I mean, all these robots getting together. Party. Wait a minute. There's still That's one everything bad. Left. Don't these people read and, and, and watch movies? This is so bad. This is such a bad idea. This is a sci-fi film in the making. You know, I talk sci-fi about zombies channel. all Sorry. the time, C-fee. but the real Dude, threat is going to come made. from robots. Robots Five will times. take over and At kill least. us all. It's so bad. It's so bad. I'm, I'm afraid. The robot Dude, apocalypse. you don't have to worry about any of that. Because Larry Bird <laughs> will find them all as soon as he's done defeating with his fadeaway jumper. Head. No, you know, <laughs> I'm telling you, there's real muscle. His on rocket that. ship pass he's he's so like, slam. Pumpkinhead versus Larry Bird would be awesome. Um, God, no. As long as those robots have Windows OS, we're fine. <laughs> As long as Microsoft is providing the operating systems, they are going to fail. Unless Magic Johnson can step in and stop him. <laughs> Dude, Magic Johnson, no, he can't. He can beat AIDS. That's no, we already beat. had that versus Once Upon a Time. Bird versus uh, Magic Johnson. Johnson, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that whole series of commercials, too. C64, right? baby, hey, no, bring that, it back. That was great. Oh, but yeah. now it's time to settle the real beef <laughs> and find wow. out who will win. Pumpkinhead or Larry Bird? <laughs> I still put my money on. They the even pumpkin use head. the word swarming. So, if anyone wants to make that comic book, do it. Run with that idea, please. It's gonna sw- make you a mint. That's fucking. You're funny. an idiot. The no, swarming it's algorithm. Hilarious. Swarming algorithm, independent of human intervention, determines where a camera needs to look, where a UAV needs to fly, and etc. Let me say that phrase again. Independent of human intervention, a swarming algorithm. Nothing about what I just said is going to make me sleep easier tonight. That sounds like what comes out of your balls. A swarming algorithm, independent of human intervention. Boy, I missed you a lot. Not really. Beware of my swarming algorithm. Hold on, it gets even worse. Here's Here's some other unrelated science news. You ready? some science i'm ready for some butt. Sci- hey, as soon as you're done i got some more science news okay <laughs> making a smarter rat Overexpressing the nr2b gene lets brain cells communicate just a fraction longer that's just what we need they're Willard. making super smart rats well it worked for miss brisby oh uh, thank you for the uh Nicodemus. obscure pop culture reference there yeah. obscure i think Everyone knows about the rats of Nim. Not everyone. Well, they're dumb. We've got some man. young audience people here. Not it, it wasn't part of everyone's youth. They will steal your electricity. It's so good. It was a big secret. According to Science Daily, <laughs> Hobby J, which is this it transgenically enhanced rat, uh, <laughs> it's named after a clever rat in a Chinese cartoon book, uh, was able to remember no, novel objects reference. such as the toy yeah. she played with three times if longer than the average thing, rat. Algernon. Uh, wow. This is so what so now they can make rats smarter. Next thing you know, they're gonna make us smarter or computer smarter, and then they take over. 
Can well, they, they hook make computers up to rats? Smarter? No, that's impossible. Okay. So what happens? Let's say the rat escapes and breeds. Then we have really smart rats that eventually are going to take over New York. And then so, Tony Soprano shoots him and goes, "It's a fucking rat." Now yeah, I'm not saying that rats are abundant bad. in New York. I don't know, Adrian. If you're listening, give me a call. Tell me how the rats are. If they're getting smarter, or if they're fighting the alligators that are in the sewers. Indeed. I don't know. I'm yes, far Adrian. From New York. And you're always welcome back on the show. Well, uh, here's my bit of science news. Yes. So they have figured out a way to genetically engineer cattle so that their spot demarcations are very specific. Okay. Okay, so you know, like, you've seen, like, those cows that have a heart on their side or whatever. Sure. Stuff that looks kind of like, okay. So those genetic abnormalities or whatever, they are pinpointing now what is required to modify and make those images show up on the cows and the 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 thinking is that they can you know just use that to signify which cows belong to which rancher genetic branding yeah genetic branding with that you know it's it's going to save some time and it's also going to you know be a way for them to truly mark their cattle as theirs and the hope is that they can modify this gene enough so that the side of a cow can display the beautiful image of Larry Bird. <laughs> Shut up! It Not your hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what is that laugh? What the fuck is that laugh? It's a real laugh, huh? <laughs> None of that story was true at all. No, of course not. No. <laughs> you had me up until <laughs> up until I burst into fitful laughs. You speak lies. <laughs> I'm an improviser. I make stuff up for a living. Motherfucker, you can't lie here. People depend on us for fair and unbalanced. Wait, fair and balanced? Yeah, unbalanced oh, news. Boy. Oh, we're here at Couchcast. We're fair <laughs> and balanced. Heard. Yeah, somebody, somebody already owns that copyright. So, we're recording this on a Tuesday. We could talk about dates right here because we right. put this up pretty fast. And what came out today? V. Now, I have not seen V yet. I saw like the first 10 minutes, 10, 20 minutes of it. And so far, I'm digging it. But the apparently, the New York Times brutally slammed it. Uh, well, hell. <laughs> their reviewer, yeah. Mike Hale, who's clearly a communist. Uh, dissects the show and finds it lacking from its opening moments. He called the scene where New Yorkers applaud the arrival of the visitors implausible and said it only made sense on planet television where producers need the aliens to win over the rest of humanity before the third commercial break. Formulaic, slapdash, noted its absence of compelling drama, and then made a backhanded comparison to the show 4400. Seriously, give it another shot. It's V. Right. The reason people are going to like this show so much is because we remember it from the 80s. And right. we remember it fondly because, well, we were all a lot younger then, a lot more naive, both because we were younger and, and because we were uh, newer to big sci-fi on TV. 
because it was the only sci-fi show on TV at that time. Right. And to be fair, I it's been so long since I've seen it, I don't know truly how good the original one oh, is. Oh, I just watched it on great. sci-fi. It's terrible. The writing sucks. You know, Mary and I were having a little banter about it earlier. He was like, it fucking sucks. And I'm like, it's not that bad. Oh, well, no, no. I just that watched, bad. I just watched it again today. I mean, but it's, you had it's it got right. some choice moments. Jeff said it right. It's Campy fun. It, yeah, it's it's delicious. It's got the Beastmaster. In it's it. deliciously cheesy. <laughs> That's true. You can't go wrong. It's like classic, cheesy. and it is deliciously cheesy. But this one is going to be awesome. I do remember the final battle being better though. V the final battle. <laughs> oh, the series was terrible. But no, not the series. The the, the second mini series and the final battle was good. That is interestingly enough the subtitle for Pumpkinhead versus Larry Bird. Uh, it's called Pumpkinhead versus Larry Bird: The Final Battle. Oh and, no. But it has nothing to do with V. It's weird. Do they do it in space? No, they don't do it in space. Like they do it on the court. This time it's in space. The court. The court. In space. Yeah. They do it in Iowa. They do. They they do it in the court, but then Pumpkinhead gets it wrong. And they end up in Judge Judy's chambers. What? Yeah. It's a court, but it's not the oh, kind of court that Larry God. Bird would like. Advantage Pumpkinhead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what else you got, Mary? Speaking of space, there's a lot of space between Paul's ears. And it's all made of shit. It's filled with dreams of Larry Bird and Pumpkinhead fighting to the death. You can book a $4.4 million hotel room in space you in can. 2012. <laughs> Finally, finally, we have something to look forward to other than the end of the world yes, as we know the, it. The travel so far has been so affordable. Yeah, thanks to a $3 billion funding uh, from an anonymous billionaire space enthusiast. Can he guess who that might be? <laughs> Richard Branson. Paul Allen. Uh, the, Galactic space, the Galactic Suite Space Resort has announced that it will begin offering three-night stays at its hotel in 2012. Uh, CEO Xavier Claremont, a uh, Former aerospace engineer says the project will begin with a single pod in orbit, uh, 280 miles above the Earth, with the capacity to hold four guests and two astronaut pilots. If you got the money, you'll be able to travel around the world in 80 minutes and see the sunrise 15 times a day. So, how long do you get to stay in this pod? About three days. Three days. Stay in until. Like we all know, the pumpkin heads attack because space <laughs> is full of uh, wild rogue pumpkin heads. I would totally do this. Only if I had Larry the money. Bird can stop their invading force. <laughs> because I was just discussing. See, see here, I'm trying to talk to, but seriously about space because it very much interests me. Man, you're talking about Larry Bird because you're serious. fucking retarded. <laughs> there, you're mentally ill. Something happened to you. On that I just boat, don't didn't know. It? I don't know what serious discussion of space doesn't include the infestation of space pumpkin heads and Larry that Bird are rampant. Well, no, no, Larry Bird will defend like a us. Space Indiana Jones, but instead of a hat, he's got a basketball. This instead of a whip, a really he's got weird a basketball. <laughs> They're both from Indiana. French Lick, I think. French, right? Lick. Isn't Larry Bird wow. from Indiana? There's a name. French Lick, Indiana. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. That's his. That's his secret attack move. <laughs> the, the French, French lick. lick. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to see him in Tekken Seven? That's actually the sequel. It's called Pumpkinhead versus Larry Bird. French, 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 French like lick. <laughs> they fight. They fight in Paris. No, seriously. Uh, about space, we. I realized I Paris, was de- Kentucky. I was depressed because I'm not. I don't have a, a profession right now that would be chosen to go to space to do anything. Oh, we really need web designers in space. Christ, we could do that from French Lick, Indiana. But Who you cares? know, it's like it's like what uh, McCoy says in the new Star Trek movie: space is 
disease and danger wrapped in darkness and silence. silence and silence it's not fun who wants to go to and plus i want to go to space heads. no in my lifetime i want to go to space see the home world i really space, don't and play i don't pumpkin heads. i, I want to go to another planet somehow that would eh, be awesome Merf. i figured it out it's going to be space tourism because everyone knows how people hurt. are going to get to space is going to be mm-hmm. commercial space tourism and i have to be like a promoter of it <laughs> There'll something. come a day. I mean, like... There's your real talent, Barry. You right need to now, be a promoter of something. Right now, I'm out on the boat, and we're having a great time. Mm-hmm. But when, when the Hurricane Rick came through, we had some really rough weather there for a day or two. I'll bet. Uh, and, you know, here we are in the day and age when you can stick thousands of people on a giant floating city and gallivant them around the seas when even 70 years ago, that would have been the most unsafe foolhardy, deadly, you know, Mm -hmm. it was deadly. But, you know, 100 years ago, impossible. 200 years ago, unthinkable. How long is it going to take for space travel and space tourism to get to even that comfort level where you're like, yeah, you know, we we went around Mars a few times, it was fine, but the the Pleiades came in and, whoa, rocked (laughs) our stuff. Well, unless you created Ultima, it's pretty much out of your league. Ultima. Yeah, Richard Garriott, the creator of Ultima, was one of Oh, yeah, I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, right now, yeah, right now it's not money. Yeah, you well, can't. Well, not even it. right now. I mean, give it 20 years, it's still going to be a little pricey. Probably. Yep. Yep. Well, yep. okay, yep. even if you reduce it by 75%, it's still going to be yeah. how yeah, many hundred thousand to, dollars? It comes down to life support systems and everything. That's the most well, expensive sure. part of straight space travel. Well, if we, travel. if we discover an alternate fu- uh, fuel source. Or, you know, some kind of revolutionary materials. Fuel is not... The most expensive part of space travel is life support. You have to protect the human body from radiation. You have to be able to feed that body. You Mm -hmm. have to be able to to give that body drinking water. You have to be able to get that body off. Defend it from pumpkin heads. (laughs) Uh, Space sex. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Speaking of space and aliens, the Star Trek DVD Blu-ray... There's going to be some extras on it that it are it's worth buying it. Not like you weren't going to yeah. buy it anyway. <laughs> Did you like see? Anyone? I already saw some of the extras. Buy it anyway. well, yeah, I already saw them. Yeah, Did you see it? The, thing the on the closing thing? of the, the Klingons. The Klingons. The Klingons are going to make their debut. They were I totally saw cut from the final film, but it's going to be in the extras. So I saw hey, it. You saw it? I saw it. I saw the clip for, through Ain't It Cool News today, and um, the Klingons have what look like. Predator faces. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture. They have, yeah, masks, over they have masks on. It looks yeah. like it looks like the Predator. They don't ever wear. They, do they take the masks off? So you can see. Not them. during that little clip I saw. Oh, man. what a nice little tease! But it's it's actually a really well done scene because it completely parallels Nero's capture of Pike. Ah, nice. So it was a very nice little bookend thing, and it, well, I know if JJ it gives a little more. Didn't... It gives a little more insight as to why Nero got a little little bit wonkers because. Uh, the Klingons did some damage to him, made him a little well, bit Well, they cut off the tip core. of one of his ears, if I recall. I think so. Yeah, I know that G.J. Abrams said it was like difficult to cut that scene from the film. Yeah, and I understand it, why now, because that really puts a lot of motivation behind Nero's rage. Yeah. Um, sadly, that was what I thought was kind of missing in his performance. Yeah. And there was also a gag reel and uh, Spock Prime explaining one of the movie's biggest coincidences, uh, you know, why it is that Kirk actually managed to find him and it was like the timeline correcting trying to correct itself type of thing but hmm. hey, that's cool i accept though. it i accept yeah i accept it 
Anyway, the last uh, piece of news I have is uh, air U.S. air dates for David Tennant's last Doctor Who special. Okay, yeah, here it is. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It's going to start in December with the waters of Mars. Now, is this uh, air date for y- the UK or for US? The next special, Doctor Who: The Waters of Mars, appears, uh, airs on BBC America. Ah, yes. Saturday, December nineteenth at nine p.m. Eastern uh, and Pacific. Standard. Yeah, I remember Mark your reading calendar. about that. BBC America is actually going to be playing it now. They got the uh, they got the contract off of Sci-Fi, which I thought was funny. God. It's like it, it, it always made sense. It's like, well, they have the BBC produces it in cooperation with like uh, BBC Canada, right? Isn't it? If I, I don't remember know correctly. About that. It's like the BBC UK and BBC Canada. Anyway, uh, so it only made sense. It's like, well, if they're going to show it in the US, why don't they show it on BBC America? But Sci-Fi got the initial. Well, the um, BBC will release the Water of Mars, right, the Waters so of Mars, and the two-part finale on DVD and Blu-ray Tuesday, February second, twenty ten. Afterward, so mm-hmm. if you like to collect them. Check that out as well. They're also going to release some other cool stuff. You can check out on SciFiWire.com. So I, I can't wait for it because I'm a big old Doctor Who head. I've got a lot of catching up to do. I've been waiting for Waters of Mars for a while. Yeah, and the next and the last couple things that he's going to do as Doctor Who, and then it switches over to the new guy. Yep. Which I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll have to see. see. Yeah. I'll give him a fair shake. At least everybody's got this kind of wait and see attitude about him. Yeah, just well. wait and see. Uh, but they the, all the new producing it. group is has done really well with the series. I, I I would hate to think that just because they're bringing in a new actor. And Tennant's coming to the States for his own uh, TV program about being a lawyer because we need more of those. <laughs> what? Seriously? Yeah. What the hell is that? He's going to be one of the uh, creators of the show. Is he going to take on an American accent and have share an apartment with House? <laughs> <laughs> There's your verses right there. Doctor Who versus House. You know, that's that's something I, th- I was thinking House about on win. TV the other House day. Is awesome. How many, not at all, actors from either Europe or Australia? <laughs> I like Europe, House. You like House? Scotland. Yeah. I have some balls I'd like to introduce your mouth to. Oh, <laughs> uh, boo on you! House is you know good. What? Barry versus Barry. Paul's balls. Yeah, I got to stick with Barry on this. I think House is an excellent show. Eh. It's a good show. But uh, you, you know, know what? I mean, how I, many of these actors... I got stuck watching one episode over and over again on the boat, and I was like... Mwarf. Well, that's why. You're watching the same episode over and over again. <laughs> Take the season one box set with you. Keep watching no, it. You'll I, learn to love it. Hugh no, Laurie. What I was try thinking about of all Hugh these... Hugh bore me. All these, you know, British actors, all these Scottish actors, <laughs> Australian actors that are that are in, in U.S. TV shows doing the American accent. It's... I it's, didn't even know he was British until I saw him on Saturday Night Live. You didn't know that? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good gravy. I don't pay attention to things and stuff. That's why you're going to get undone by the pumpkin heads. Here we go. And there is your... There it is. We'll be there to save you. There it is. There's (laughs) your couch cast, folks. (laughs) Yeah, that's your heaping helping of geekdom this week. And pumpkin heads. (laughs) So signing out for couch cast, I am Master Torgo. I'm Larry Bird. I'm the Pumpkinhead. I'm Dr. Vlarg. 80s Jeff. And the Pumpkinhead. And the Pumpkinhead. And we'll see you next week in Geek. Fade away, Jumper. Who oh, no. Who gets it? You're such a moron. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back.